Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we're going to be talking to Daniela Monet. Um, she's a new mommy. She's an actress, a singer. I'm sure you guys know who she is. An ethical entrepreneur and new podcast host in addition to all that she has going on. Her podcast is called Adulting Like a Mother Father, which I which think is, is super clever. really funny. It's super clever. And sweet, actually. I love the idea that she and her partner are getting to embrace new parenthood together and sort of ask the questions that are coming up and do it real time and and just sort of, you know, bear all in terms of what they're grappling with as parents to their little boy, Gio. Anyway, we're going to talk to her today about um, about new motherhood, about her journey into motherhood, which was in her telling anything but what she'd sort of planned and expected for. But that's what we all find. Yeah, we can plan exactly. and plan and expect and expect, and about two percent goes as planned oh, as expected. But yeah, no, I mean, she's if you're if you're focusing on um, how how to feed your kid and so what to feed your kid, that's just, these are things that she very much is is thinking about and focusing um, on right now. I mean, she is she is vegan and she her husband's vegan and they plan to raise their son vegan. Um, and so um, it's definitely a topic that I find to be fascinating. So I think you guys will enjoy a listen. Mom Hello, Mom Brain listeners. I'm Daniela Monet. I'm an ethical entrepreneur, an actress, and new mom to my baby boy, Gio. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How old is your baby? He's four months. Oh my goodness. That's like getting into like the How's your brain? age. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's there and then it's not. It's, you know, it's been like a very new phase of life for me. It, it kind of just blindsided me in a lot of ways, but in a lot of beautiful ways and a lot of challenging ways and, you know. You guys know. Yeah. Yes, we do. It we does do feel know. like they're there. I'm, I mean, obviously you're a talker and it feels certainly for me, it felt like I would be on my train, like the train of thought was moving. And then all of a sudden the track would be gone. Everything was missing. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, like, where am I? Oh, yes. Blackout. <laughs> Blackout. Very quick. Uh, there, uh-huh. there, Hit a there wall. There were real holes there that are still some some in some places being patched. But um, on the other hand, you have lots of new things to talk about. I mean, what's it been? For four months, you have... I feel like a handle on that life will never be the same, but also what this new (laughs) life will be like. So what's, what's some, what's some stuff that's been going on in your house? When do you sleep? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we are figuring that piece out. The sleep element has been a challenge for sure. And I think I've just learned to accept that, okay, this is what it is. And in the beginning, it was hard to really wrap my head around the fact that I wasn't ever going to like sleep a full night anymore. And now I get it, you know, and now I almost look forward to when he cries. I'm like, oh, I'm wanted. (laughs) Um, But it took me a while to get there. Let me tell you. And other than that, you know, he is, we have a very big child on our hands. I don't really understand how that happened so quickly. I feel like I never had a newborn. He was like eight pounds, three ounces, which is normal. No, and then big, very quickly, four months, you're, he's now 20 pounds. Oh so my goodness, I'm like, that is a big wow. baby. Yeah, he's huge. And so everything, he's outgrowing very quickly. And he's, it's just, it's been fun. And he's so giggly. But like, there's so many stages we've been through, you guys. Like, 
he had a cold, he had a rash, like all these things, even though they sound so small, they throw you off like no one's business. The first cold is so scary. It's terrifying. We were in the hospital for four days. It was like oh, the scariest thing. So it was a big cold. It wasn't a tiny cold. That's a big cold. Well, it was only because it happened before he was 29 days old. Right. So it, he was 28 days old when oh, he got a cold. Oh, oh. And because he had a fever, they basically treat it as though your babies could die, right. you know, in any given second. They don't know what it is. So when I tell you it was the most traumatizing moment, I would go through birth before going through this again. Oh, my goodness. They had to do a spinal tap. They did multiple IVs, um, meds for days. Literally every two hours he was getting a new antibiotic. And I was just like... And then they they wanted to put him on fluids because he had this fever. And I said, no, that's enough is enough. Like, no fluids. I'll nurse him every hour. So I was up for four days just nursing him every hour. It was nuts. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and yeah. you're first, too. So you have nothing to compare this to or no, like, no reserve of it's going to be okay. It just throws mm-hmm. you right into this And it's chaos. also not something. I mean, I remember when I had my first and the pediatrician said to me, she said, it is your job, your basically only job this first month is that your baby doesn't get sick. And I was so terrified because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, but you can't see viruses. I'm like, oh my God, everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, there's viruses everywhere. And, but it really puts a lot of pressure on you. And, you know, I mean, I, I didn't, my kids didn't get sick um, that young, but I, I know I did. And I went into the hospital when I was a little baby um, for, I'm not cold. You know, I was I mm-hmm. I had a cold, mm-hmm. a very probably very similar situation to what happened with your son, um, and it mm-hmm. and it can be a very scary situation, especially especially with your first one around. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that he is better. You know, we have um, one of the things that we were so are so fascinated about is that you work with your husband. I know, and I want to. And is it is it going well? Like, do would you recommend it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's here's a quick little loophole. We're actually not even married. We've been together almost That's nine years, trick. but yeah, we, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I kind of do stand by that to some degree. It's been a conscious effort not to get married just because, uh, because it works right now. And somehow we're lucky that we feel it will only because listen, we're not opposed to it. I think at some point it'd be beautiful to get married and have our son there. And like, it'll just be such a culmination after so many years, but we both came from very similar broken families with very similar stories. And I think we just wanted to rewrite the rules and see how that went. And, you know, when it happens, it happens for us. But I think that being said, yeah, there is sort of this like weird underlying mystery still there. And this new chapter of us working together, I think because it's still new, it's still fun, mm. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. And turns out we work well together. He quit his job two weeks after having Gio, our baby. Wow. Just because you guys get it. It's like as a mom, it's full time. And your whole heart and your whole soul is like dedicated to this child. He felt the same thing. And I think probably not enough guys speak up about that. You know, they're they're almost like sectioned in this little like, you know, corner where it's like, well, you have to go back to work most of the time and you have to provide for your family. And I just said, no, like we will figure it out and I want you around and let's, you know, do it a little differently. And so that's where we're at. Your son will benefit a lot from that. I love this is what I love following Alexis Ohanian because he do follow him. Serena Williams. No, Uh, Serena Williams husband is like a big advocate for the same kind of paternal leave and and just cool. and really bonding with your kid and being a very hands-on dad in a similar way that's more traditional for being for um, the mother. Love that. Um, well, so there's so think- much that comes from having that opportunity early yeah. on for both parents to have. I mean, it's it's why, you know, 
our dismal parental leave period conversation in America is a, a problem because those first couple weeks are critical. Those first couple of months are critical to really feel like you actually get a handle on like this new identity for yourself and this new person mm-hmm. who relies on you for everything. And it's only natural that if you that if you're pulled in 50 different directions, your brain is not going to be able to process that reality in the same way. Um, but now, yep. was that something you guys had had a conversation about before you gave birth or was it just like you gave birth to Gio and all of a sudden it came crashing down on on your on your. What, what do we call him? Your partner. Your, your, what's, what's yeah, your I say partner, I think. Yeah, I go with partner. partner. And your partner that he like that he hadn't contended with how he was going to feel differently after you gave birth. I think it was that. I think we just trusted that everything was going to work out. But after having him, we realized this is not, you don't just have a kid and phone it in. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like life changes and it changes dr- drastically and very quickly. And he was just like, I can't see myself, you know, commuting to work and sitting in an office for eight to 10 hours a day. It doesn't seem fair to anyone in this situation. And I I agreed wholeheartedly. And fortunately, you know, our circumstances unique where I still worked and I'm still able to make a living um, simultaneously while being a mom. And yes, it's a juggle and we try to balance it all, but it's working for us. So I just said, that's it. Like, let's just do it. Um, I'm ready for you to be around because I couldn't physically see myself. And, and, you know, with a C-section, too, it's a little more unique where it's like just physically I was like, what if I ran out of water and I can't put the jug on the thing? Like, I was just like little things like that. I just needed him there for support. Okay, wait, talk about that recovery, though, because I do feel like it's it's so commonplace now. Everyone, you know, gets their C-section and but no one talks about like it's major surgery. And how do you mm-hmm. how did you take care of yourself? How did you take care of your son? Like, what was that experience like for you? Um, you know, I actually had an I think I had an OK time with it. You know, I tried to be really healthy and um, stay active. And I think that really helped in my recovery. But needless to say, like it's it's extensive and there is so much healing that goes into it. And they scare the living crap out of you when it comes to like being completely um, chill for at least eight weeks. And that's not necessarily my personality, nor is it for a new mom. I mean, of course, your instinct is to respond at any given moment and like nurture your baby, especially if your baby's, you know, eight to 10 pounds and growing quickly. Like that's still a significant amount of weight Mm -hmm. to be carrying when you're newly healing. So there was a lot of adjusting. And I think, um, I don't know, I I guess like you guys probably understand there's this like mom strength that comes out of left field Mm -hmm. that you didn't know you had and sleep doesn't matter. You know, food and water barely matters. Like it's just like you are so consumed in this little being that it's very easy to just put everything aside and and focus on him. And that's kind of I feel like what happened. Wild. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, your life pre-baby. Um, sure. So you, what was that know, like? What, where? Who? Um, yeah. But you, so I understand you went, you were vegetarian and then went vegan pretty young. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and that you're, you do a lot of investing and, and have a couple companies that focus on providing vegan products, everything from cosmetics to foods. to. So what's like, I guess what's really exciting to you right now about the business side of things? What's going on? How First of all, how like are you keeping all of this sane in your brain? And second of all, what are you really excited about in that arena? 
Oh, man, there's so much to be excited about. First of all, the the community is growing tremendously, whether you're plant-based or, you know, 10 to 20 percent plant-based. Everyone's kind of talking about it and they're trying to sort of make a difference because our whole planet relies on us making these changes. And I now have a little being that I care more than ever about and want this planet to be healthy and whole for him. So there is definitely an awareness that wasn't there 20 years ago when I became, you know, vegan. So that's exciting, and it's exciting to be on the business side, not for selfish reasons, but just because we're actually seeing things come to fruition at a fast pace, you know? People want to to put their money where it matters, and, and that's, like, instrumental, you know, especially for a new company and something in what used to be a small, you know, percentage of um, people interested in, like, the plant-based community is now, like, growing every day. So that's exciting. And how I manage it all is still beyond me. I don't know. <laughs> I wake up at, you know, a pretty decent hour and I feed and I, in between feeds, I'm making calls and uh, emailing and making sure that I'm able to be available to make face and that's just all, again, like I, I truly believe that there is this strength that comes when you are a mom. And I think it happens during birth because I remember being terrified of the idea of giving birth in a hospital because my plan was to do it in a bathtub at a natural birth center. So then to be in a hospital was overwhelming for me. And then to uh, then have to go through all the labor and eventually just end up with an emergency C-section. All of these things were like beyond me. But the, the amount of like calmness I had during the entire process, like, shocks me. But I think that's, like, just what happens. Like, innately, you just want to be the best, strongest mom for your baby. And that's just trickled into my work endeavors. You know, how do I prioritize and how do I give everything enough attention so that nothing falls to the wayside? Because that in itself can give you so much anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So I, I became vegetarian when I was five and I was I was vegan for most of my life. Awesome. Um, and now I'm I'm plant based. Occasionally I eat a little bit of fish and a little bit of eggs, occasionally no dairy. Cool. Um, and one of the reasons was that my doctors asked me um, to do that when I got pregnant with my first child. Mm, and, interesting. And it was one of those things where like even in my gut. And it was so weird to eat these things after so many years of not, um, especially when you're nauseous in your first trimester, like the whole fish thing. I was like, why? Why? <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you're like you have such fear of doing it wrong, especially the first time around. And my kids eat the same way. They're they're all plant. Awesome. So but my question is, you know, how do you navigate that? And I feel like even now, I mean, my oldest is is six. So I feel like even now there's more understanding of it than it was, you know, seven years ago when I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have any nervousness or did you have people coming at you being like, you know, you're, how are you supposed to create a healthy baby if you eat this way? Um, it was always that in the back of my mind that made me sort of question myself. And even though I pretty much stuck to my plan, it definitely did like there was like somebody talking in my ear. Yeah, no, I completely understand. I think I just tried so hard to like get really intuitive in that moment and just like if I was able to be this way and feel, you know, I enjoyed my pregnancy. I didn't have any real sickness. I had a lot of energy. I felt really like I, I don't know. I I felt like maybe the, my diet and my lifestyle really added to that. So I just trusted that if I felt any if I felt otherwise, then I would be a little concerned. Like, okay, maybe I'm deficient. Maybe I'm not getting what I need. And therefore, I would be more concerned for him. Um, and then, you know, having him now, him being, first of all, he was in um, meconium because I had a car accident before I gave birth. Oh so my gosh. baby went through shock. 
and then his cord was wrapped around his neck. So like for him to be strong enough to to withstand like all these different elements and trauma during his birth, I honestly feel like there was something that happened that was right along the way, you know, and he didn't get anything in his lungs. He had no infections from the meconium being in there. And I saw my placenta. It was green. So none of these circumstances were working for him. And he was healthy and happy and crying and strong. He had, they kept saying, oh my gosh, he has so much hair and his nails are so long. (laughs) So I was like, those prenatals, man, something worked. So, um, and then, you know, now everyone looks at him and he's like, you you look like you have a toddler and he's not even four months. So something is working and I'm just going to just hope that we, yeah, we stick with it. Obviously you're planning on feeding him, um, vegan, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, it's so interesting. And I'm going to, I definitely want to talk to you again in like three or four years. Yeah. Let's do it. So the rule that I have in my house is we eat a certain mm-hmm. way in my house and my kids almost always eat in my house. When they go to birthday parties or different stuff, I let them within reason try different things um, sure. like dairy and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll be curious to to see how you, how you, na- Me too. how you navigate <laughs> that. And if you have any like amazing words of wisdom um, for me after, after you've gone through Aww. that experience. Well, I actually have a question because this is like the one thing I've wrapped my head around that at least makes sense to me right now is that if Gio at some point is old enough to understand, you know, where his food is coming from, I want to be that voice of reason. I don't want him to learn from an outside source like I did because it was scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned from being in the presence of a rodeo and then seeing their meat served on a plate and the kind of like hearing the history of how they grow their their cows and this and that. And I was traumatized, right? So I don't, I want Gio to know from me, you know, firsthand, this is where, you know, these foods come from and we don't eat our friends or we don't eat animals or whatever. And you can make your own decision, but this is why mommy and daddy eat a certain way. Um, because of course the health is great. Like the health side of it is, is really impactful, but I don't think a kid's really going to care if I tell them, oh, eat your broccoli because it, it's good for you. I think there's just a different, like, understanding that really, I guess, triggered me as a kid. And so um, did you have that conversation with your kid? I do. And it hasn't gone as smoothly as I had hoped it would be. Again, I had this idea of, like, what kind of mother I was. Like, I was like, they're going to eat their broccoli and it's going to be great. And they're like, it's going to be so. And everybody's <laughs> sure, going to look at me it. and be like, how do you do it? That was, like, my idea. Doesn't work that yeah. way. I mean, it's like, and they'll go through phases. Like at the beginning, they usually are like pretty good eaters, and then they get picky. Yeah, and then it ends up I'm being sure. about the struggle and asserting themselves, and important lessons for them of becoming their own little person. Sure. Um, I continue to, you know, they'll say, "Mommy, I want to eat chicken," or "I want to do that," and I say, "That's we don't do that." Well, you say I can eat anything out of the house. Not yet. I'm not. I'm not ready for that mm-hmm. yet. Um, so that is that's a tricky struggle, and I don't know. Ex- I don't know the answer to it right now, but that's what I'm living. No the process right now um i'm more lax with them with like dairy and stuff like that and i feel like oh you can have real ice cream or you can have cheese on your pizza and then if they feel bad oh this is the one thing if they feel bad afterwards which when their body isn't yeah used to it you know used to eating a certain thing they they tend to and they sort of talk about it with me and i'm like all right this was a choice that you make the same way that like if i eat dessert and it's going to be like a lot of dessert or something like that. And I mean, I eat dessert a lot, but like, if you know what I mean, like you really go for it and you kind of feel sure, yeah. afterwards. I always make that, you know, in my mind before this pact with myself of like, I know I'm not going to feel good later, but I really want to experience this. And that's what I tell them. 
You know, is is the feeding only happening in your mouth or is it happening in your entire body? I mean, ultimately, you, you know, read the Khalil Gibran about children and the prophet. Your children okay. are not your children. It's the sons and the daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through oh, you, wow. but okay. they are not of you or something like that. Basically, the idea is you create these beings and you think that you they are just like you, but actually they are life moving forward. And you can give them certain tools and it's the nurture sure. versus nature, but ultimately they are themselves. I mean, I, my guess is your son will probably have very similar beliefs to you. You know, if you if you really pull, or maybe whole, he'll be a barbecue master, or a pit master. He will, you know? Can you imagine? He will work in a butchery. <laughs> but I think all, I doubt it. I I love I love that quote because I think I think it also like a little bit blesses and releases you in terms of yes, you're responsible for nurturing and and cultivating these kids as they come to you, but also they come as themselves, yeah. and like it's just your job Absolutely. to give them opportunity to explore who that is. But I will say in terms of the food, because we talk about like trying to get kids to eat well a lot on the show because it's something that we all struggle with. Um, but the one thing that I found to be true is that kids do model you. And obviously you and your husband both eat this way. So and, and it will be what's plentiful in your house and what is constantly available to him. So he'll be more likely to be drawn to it. And because you guys are like the coolest people he'll ever have met and he just wants to model you. <laughs> like you for a really long and time. And he'll like you for a really long Aww. time. <laughs> but um, but I also think so we had someone on uh, on the show who talked about presenting foods family style and the beauty of giving kids a lot of the times it's kids trying to assert their agency and their like their self-determination and their independence. Um which they can do if you put a, an array of things out on the table and they're allowed to serve, you know, serve themselves sure. their own serving. And I've seen that my kids love this because, A, I don't have to fight with them so much about like, I want to make sure you're eating this many, you know, peppers and broccoli and whatever else. I make sure that they try everything I put on the table, but I don't fight with them about how much. But by virtue of me not being the one who's top down dictating like this is what you have to do, I see them actually eating much better and doing their own, like making good choices for themselves, which I think as long as, I mean, as long as he sees what you're doing and you're making those good choices for yourself, I really feel like it's kind of going to resolve itself. Wait, tell us about, because we didn't actually talk about it. Tell us about adulting like a mother father. Oh, yay. Yeah. So our new podcast, Adulting Like a Mother Father, where I sit with my partner, Andrew, and father of my son, Gio. Um, we just basically, honestly, it's like cheaper than therapy is what I like to say. <laughs> we just shoot the shit a lot of the times and we get a lot of experts on the show to help us navigate through mom and dad brain, essentially. And we learn a lot about parenting and life and just being an adult in this world. It's been so therapeutic and um, probably my latest favorite endeavor that I've taken on thus far. Can you give us one example of something that you and Andrew really did not see eye to eye on or like that you had a major just like di- you approached something Ooh, really differently and then someone resolved it? Sure. For <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we're still in the thick of it right now, but we have uh, some differences when it comes to um, sleep training and the lack of sleep training mm-hmm. and the thoughts behind sleep training. Um, so that's something that we're working through. Um, but actually, we're really lucky because right after our podcast with you, we're going to be interviewing our pediatrician. Mm. So he's here right now, and I'm going to pick his brain on all of the things. Fine. So um, that's going to be TBD. But I think we're going to get some answers in regards to just like the medical side of possibly sleep training and also vegan, you know, talking about what it means to, to have a child grow up vegan and what that looks like. Um on the wellness side as well. Very fun. And what's your favorite thing? 
Oh, my favorite thing right now, I would say, is um, the thermos that holds my coffee. Woo! Because turns out I've never, ever had to think about having hot coffee until not being able to drink hot coffee because you just are distracted at any given moment. Um, so that's something I'm learning to work through. But honestly, a thermos, I always tell my mom friends, I'm like, get yourself a thermos because as soon as you make your coffee, you're going to be changing a diaper, nursing him or whatever it is, and you won't ever drink it hot are, ever again. Are you a Yeti fan? That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Like a thermos from the Yeti. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, awesome. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for your really time. I'm going to talk to you guys in three to four years. You wait. Oh, no. <laughs> I have before that. And then you have to write a book if it works out well. Okay. Oh, you're sweet. I'll I'll be taking some notes, mental notes along the way. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a good one, Danielle. Good luck and congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Silly mommy. We got the giggles. All right, so that was Daniela Monet. You know, look, I think she's she's going through what all new parents go through, which is figuring out like and unearthing what are the things that I really cared about and really made time for and really valued and and thought were like my core identity before my first baby. And then where am I now? And how do I mesh those two worlds together and, and you know, teach my kids about things that are important to me, but also make allowances and, and sort of re, you know, adjust and recalibrate as I have to. Um, and I think what's what's really kind of fascinating to me is the commitment she and her partner have made to being able to do this together and um and and to do it their way. Look, I think that there's there are any number of ways to do the parenting thing quote unquote right. And the most critical thing seems like just finding a way that makes you as as partners feel supportive of each other and feel like you're able to have the 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 relationship and the bond you want to have with your baby. And um and I also think it's pretty cool that they are just embracing that this new addition to their family hasn't put their lives on hold. It's just really like forced this sort of blowing it this open mega and, change. and this mega change and like seeing what else, can, seeing what else they can do. I mean, if anything, it sounds like they've added more to their plate since becoming parents, which yeah, is but pretty cool. They're just evolving and they're realizing, hey, this is what feels good and seems right right now. And so let's do it. And as she said, and we're going to figure it out. Um, so it's it was a it was a joy to talk to her. And I'm I'm very curious what again what are, if we talk to her in four years, what's it going to be? All right, good stuff, guys. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. of something that is vegan and um, also chocolate. <laughs> um, I actually had this in my bar. To, in, my, in my bar. Sorry, guys. Mom brain. I had this in my bag today. Um, I was sent some um, think, um, think bars um, probably about like a month ago. And I, I'm not a big protein bar person. Um, I usually just like regular bars that are non- protein bars. But this one is with pea protein. So it's plant-based. I think their their regular ones are are not vegan. Um, and I ate them and I actually really liked them. So the one that they sent me was chocolate peanut butter. And I love chocolate and peanuts. This one is sea salt almond chocolate. And then I also have a chocolate mint, which I love anything that's chocolate and mint. So I recommend them. They're they're really yummy. I, I like the ingredients. They've got 13 grams of protein. I'm not somebody that tries to pack up on protein. I know that, you know, there's some benefits of it. I've, I found that the 
the less that I stress about all that kind of stuff, the happier I am. And I just try to, to eat well all the time. But if I want something sweet and I want um, a little snack while we're while we're recording or something, this is definitely something that I go to. Love it. Um, and speaking of things that are not vegan. But, um. <laughs> Daphne, I love you so much. I learned that was, this is the best way to end the podcast. Daphne's like, great. I know the two of you guys eat this way. Let me talk you know, you about know, a piece of pork. In, in fairness, <laughs> no, not about pork, uh, about lobster. Oh, but, lobster. Um, but I will just you say. You mean the animals that mate together yeah, for just, the rest of their life? Just wait till you hear my favorite thing is. Um, I will say that, although I'm certainly not vegan, that that my family and I eat pretty plant-based throughout the week, mostly driven by John, actually. He was like, and you guys know, I mean, he's- Oh, I remember yeah, that. He's, yeah, he grew up meat and potatoes kind of guy, like very, very, I mean, he's from Chicago. He's like a heartland boy. He loves it. But he um, just feels so much better when he pretty when he limits- basically all meat. He has a little bit of fish now and then hasn't really had a ton of eggs, like really has um, cut back on his consumption of animal products. And he really spearheaded this for us. And we've- um, Again, we don't make it a big mandate. It's not a big deal for the family. We just and for the I mean, I grew up vegetarian, so it's not like weird for me to cook a lot of vegetarian meals. Um, and I try to document them because on, on Instagram because I feel like when I can show like really simple but still very flavorful, delicious things that the whole family can enjoy. It's 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 the idea that you're gonna feel deprived, not the actual meal that puts people mm-hmm. off, I think. So once they can see like, oh, that actually looks really delicious, I'm not gonna miss the meat and that, then it can be um, you know, just a, just a fun thing to work. And I think even Meatless Monday is a great initiative that lots of people have gotten behind and just like a cool thing to show your family, um, you know, all the different options that are out there. But anyway, speaking of let's, lobster. Let's hear about your lobster. <laughs> so I I do I am always on the hunt for amazing kids' books, and I feel like it can take me a long time. I, sh- I shouldn't say it's not that it's a, like the ones that I pick up are not always as redeeming. The lessons aren't as good or like the the story isn't as good as I wish they were. And I got this book called Lenny the Lobster Can't Stay for Dinner. <laughs> I have to tell you, I love this book. The kids and I have so much fun reading it because it's this it's this kind of like choose your own adventure book about a lobster who gets invited to a dinner party, not realizing he is the guest of honor in more than one respect. And and it's hilarious and it's so cute and the kids love it. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun book that we really enjoy. And there's something in it for each of the age of my kids. So it's, um, anyway, and also you guys, we just want to repeat for you. We always put the links to the things that we talk about in the description of the podcast. So you don't need to go like hunting around on Amazon trying to find it. We try to make it easy for you if you feel like checking them out. Um, and that is all we have for you today on mom brain. Please don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show, to rate, review, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us. Um, And of course, if you've got questions or comments or things going on that you want us to talk more about or guests you want us to interview, um, send us an email. We're mombrainpod at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.